featuring Pet Shop Eddie, Shoop Dog is a bum, and Stat Boy. And that's who we got tonight. Let's hear it. I want to shoot, baby. My wife is Hey guys, good to be back. Good to be back. Thank you for letting me have a uh, cameo last week from the State Fair, Minnesota State Fair. That's right. You that was were kind of fun. Last week it was fun. You came in uh, thunderously with some fireworks and all that stuff. Speak <laughs> a little bit more into your mic, Shoop Dog. You were a little low when I heard you there. Uh, but oh, here we go again. Your home studio. It's good to have you back. And uh, besides the fair, how was your week, my brother, before we get to our co-hosts? Uh, it went really well. You know, it was kind of a um, cram everything into the last week. My son, Corbin, started the seventh grade yesterday. Um, he has an official girlfriend, by the way. Her name is Ginger. I confirmed that with Ginger's mother today oh, after good. school. Got motherly so, approval. Sweet. Yep, yep. So, so we're, we got. I got a seventh grader. He'll be 13 here in about three months. Uh, he's got a girlfriend. Uh, we went up to northern Minnesota, spent the day on a lake. I rented a pontoon, and it was like a power one with a and tube and shit. Tube? So we had a good fucking time on the lake. I got a nice sunburn. Um, what else is yeah, it? Yeah, it's a good time. I'm, I'm, I work hard, and I play hard, baby. Hey, um, you know, you must be raking in all the money from the podcast. Oh my God, I'm swimming in fucking it's 20s. Crooked, it's crooked. 20s. <laughs> now, we're going to get there, babe. We're going to get there. Uh, our sponsor, Hangry Kids, who we'll talk more about later, uh, has officially sent your mic. And that should be showing up soon. And you will be even more professional shortly. But let's welcome our other co hosts. Uh, first, coming from underneath the roof that I sit under, Stat Boy. Oh, did I fuck you up, Shoot? No, we got the stat boy here. All right, hang on. Here we come. From the roof that I'm sitting under, check out the Glad to be here. I'm excited for this episode. I really am. And then becoming more and more of a regular host, we're going to have to work him into the logo, but I got some ideas already. So uh, I think I said that last week. I like the logo, by the way. Yeah, I like it too. I want to implement some more. At first, um, the designer of our logo had a peanut shell that we were talking into, which I thought was a nice touch, but she scrapped it at the last second. And then also, I wanted to throw some more of our sports, uh, you know, logos and stuff into. With she was a little worried that we would like get in trouble for it. We had like a Phillies P or something. Um, but we'll, we're going to iron those out. But let's welcome in, is a given, Billy the is a bum from Allentown. Let's hear it. Yeah, what's up, everybody? Good to be back. Let's do this. Let's talk some football. Out of four ain't bad. Uh, I think Stat Boy his music we needed to work a little bit out but um hey let's welcome everybody into episode running it back it seems like second intro second intro and i'm enjoying it <laughs> 
All right, Statboy, he's welcomed in twice now. Thank you for being patient with us. Um, hey, guys, it's season two, really. This is the official start of season two of the podcast. And I'm not exactly sure how the seasons are going to go, but I've decided that Labor Day was the end of season one. So welcome to season two. We've got a lot to talk about. We've got our worst bet final leaderboard. And we've got all kinds of NFL stuff and college football, so we're going to get started in just a second. But I wanted to throw my co-hosts, all three of them essentially, a challenge. And this is an early challenge in the episode. So later in the episode, we're going to do trivia. And every week I prepare the trivia. I think save one week. I think Shoop did it once. Um, but since this is an Eagles preview and sticking with the theme that we sort of had, uh, you know, the teams that we were previewing, we had trivia. I'm challenging you three while we're sitting here talking during this episode to come up with some sort of Eagles trivia for me later on in the trivia segment. Does that sound okay, boys? On the fly, you want us to come up with Philadelphia Eagles trivia to try to stump you? That's all I, that's all I asked for. Oh, All right. boy. Piece of cake. Huh. No problem. I'm, I'm thinking just one question from each of you, so that gives me three questions. This is unscripted, so I am putting them on the spot, but I think you'll have plenty of time. As, as we know, our episodes go a while, and I got trivia all the way down in our river segment, so you got plenty of cards to see on the board before we get to there, boys. So uh, take it in stride and meet the challenge. But let's start episode... 33 season two episode 33 uh nfl is here there's a game tomorrow and all the game all the teams play this weekend you like that one thank you shoot right on time that was, with a, that. That was a little much sorry no it's not a much. it's a little less <laughs> um hey before we get to the nfl though i wanted to talk about some college and some college recap did you boys do your homework and watch college football this past weekend i believe baby i'm a colorado buffalo oh, coach that, prime has me fucking ready to go that's the first i want to go to boulder i fucking swear to god this guy's the greatest that's the first Shador sanders <laughs> I can't even talk about Travis Hunter. He got a goddamn two-way player. This guy did 121 Holy snaps. Just keep shit. yelling, Shook. Just keep yelling. You got me excited about Coach Prime, I believe. Okay. <laughs> I uh, Did we text during the game, Shook? No, I didn't text anyone. I was just okay. sitting there believing and in I awe. Were texting about something. but um, Oh, we might have been. I don't know. Uh, Maybe we did. Yeah, so there was something that we, you and I were texting about because you were busting my balls because I was pretending like I was a defensive coordinator expert. But um, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, why are they not going too high or some shit? And I'm yeah, like, I, I well, don't know. We'll get into that. <laughs> uh, so Deion Sanders. Now, Statboy probably doesn't know who that is, but the rest of the hosts do, and a lot of our listeners know who Deion Sanders is. Prime time. Now, he actually tortured the Eagles, so – once again, I kind of hated him as an athlete. Uh, but as soon as he retired and he went into broadcasting and television, I loved him. I love that he calls himself Prime, and now it's Coach Prime. And wh where was it? Where was he at? Shoot, was it Jackson State? Was one of the small black colleges that he found? Yeah, it was an HBCU, yeah. historic black college university. College yeah. university. Um, and he. 
and he put a really nice program together within a few years and took a team that hardly won anything and really turned them into a, a decent college, uh, whatever division, there, it's not 1A, uh, football program. And, of course, he, he got his opportunity, and he took it at Colorado. And, and if you're a sports fan, you've probably, you've probably heard this story already, but I'll just kind of briefly go over it for our listeners that may not know. Um, so he very unconventionally came in to college, um, to Colorado Buffaloes, and essentially just clean swing. He, he drained the swamp. He he he. Easy. Six new players <laughs> on the roster. Am I right? Is you're, no, he you're did. very just, right. You know, tried to, yeah, we were very right with that drain the swamp goddamn statement. Take it easy over there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> and he got a whole new coaching staff that he's at the top of, 86 new players. And so nobody really expected uh, – nobody knew what to expect from the Colorado Buffaloes. And um, Vegas sure didn't well, because they played TCU uh, last week. Now, TCU is a team that was in the national championship. They lost to Georgia a uh, few – six, eight months ago, whenever it was. And now Colorado was going into TCU to play them. And they were 20 and a half point underdogs and coach prime and all his new players and the whole new coaching staff and his whole mindset uh, and positive thinking. And uh, I just love how during interviews, when he, when he, he just seems like a really down to earth no bullshit kind of guy and i eat that shit up for breakfast lunch and dinner and lo and behold they smoked them they smacked tcu in the face tell us what you thought there boys not only not only does he have 86 new players he has 86 new players that the big programs didn't want yeah exactly so it wasn't like they're not 86 it's not like he's picking guys from alabama or or georgia he's getting the guys from the small schools that no one else wanted or that everyone overlooked. And he's, and they're, they're believing shoots, believing everyone's believing. Yeah. Yep. Love it. Um, it was great. I watched the game live. It was great to watch. It was rooting for prime and he did great. Um, I was going to move on unless we had anything else to say, but definitely looking forward to watching how that story plays out throughout the fall. I think he's got Maddie rule in Nebraska coming up this weekend. So that's another interesting matchup, not only on the field, but coaching matchup. And I'll definitely be tuned in and watching that. It was so good to have college game day on Saturday morning. And although I think Lee Corso needs to hang him up. Um, <laughs> other than that, it was great. I love, I love, love, love. And I don't think I talked about it on this podcast, but I love how Washington State University, the Cougars, fly Old Crimson, their flag, at every college game day, and it's been happening since I want to say the late '80s, like 1988 or '89. It's it's one guy that does it. Well, no, it's that's not true. It's one guy who started doing it, and then I want to say six or seven years in, he he exhausted his, you know, he, he was exhausted. He exhausted his bank account, and they started like a an army, and so now it's a very organized group, and they all have. You know, they, they have every city covered. And so when they go, they, they have somebody go with the big flag. And I think it's the same flag, but I think there might even be multiple flags now because it's this huge organized army of people that do it. 
But still, Shout out to the Pullman Palouse, baby. Yeah, nevertheless, very impressive that uh, old Crimson of the Cougars is flying every college game day. We're getting off. We're getting off basis here. Uh, well, I got something else to comment on in college ahead, football. You let me know when the time is appropriate. Right is now. it now? Yep. All right. Well, listen. You heard it here first from your boy, the Shoop Tog, about oh. a potential Heisman Trophy winner in. The Emerald City by the name of oh, yeah. Michael Penix, Penix Jr. That's right. And all of a sudden, all of the ESPN guys and the who's who's are talking about the top five Heisman watches. And number two on the list is Michael Penix Jr. I'll tell you what. So I'm feeling the, good about that. That's the game we were texting back and forth about. And because you were you were crowing over Penix throwing it and I and I agree that he was flicking that friggin thing um and I was not frustrated but I was perplexed as to why and I don't even remember who Washington was playing but uh they were playing Boise State it wasn't a total cupcake yeah Boise State and Boise State was continuing to run a single high deep safety on this guy and he would drop back and stare down one side of the field and then just flick his arm down the other end flank of the field. And a dude would have his guy beat by, you know, a yard and a half and he would just drop it right in the bucket. So um, I was very impressed by Penix and the Huskies in general. And that'll be another interesting story to watch. I mean, football is so much fun as we get in here. And, I, and that's what I was going to talk about was Drew Aller from Penn State, another young kid. Now, he's a true sophomore. And he's not quite in the Heisman ranks just yet, but he's got all the tools, Shoop. And I saw in the first drive, they they collapsed the pocket, and he stepped up and scrambled out a little bit. And then he, too, just flicked his wrist, and the ball went 45 yards down the field right into the dude's hands for a 72-yard opening season touchdown for Penn State. So, I mean, both of these kids, I mean, Penix obviously older, and more in the limelight as of right now, but that was Aller's first start, so we'll see what he can do. Well, you got to be feeling good about what's going on in uh, Happy Valley, right? Absolutely, we are, and the running backs are staunch. Isa can probably speak a little bit better than I can on this, and their defense looks really strong too. Now, West Virginia, you know, they, they kind of hung with them for two quarters, but I think West Virginia is a, a really strong program, and I think – they're going to win some football games. So we're going to look back on week one and say, you know, hey, we handled them pretty well. Uh, and, of course, that game also had some worse bet implications, which we will get to later. Well, generally speaking, when you open with a Power 5 school like that, that's a little bit of a statement because you never know what you're going to get week one. So, exactly. yeah, that could turn out to be a really big win down in the season. I do have one last bit of uh, info I'd like to share before I shut up and give no, it to Iza. I agree more with what you were saying and don't feel bad. Um, well, this is just very ironic and interesting. It's not going to last clearly because it's only after week one, but of all the power five conferences, all the conferences for that said in division one, a football, the only conference to remain undefeated throughout week one was the Pac-12. Pac-12. And this is their last season. They'll be <laughs> defunct. And, and and the Heisman Trophy winner will come out of the Pac-12. They have Penix, they have Bo Nix at Oregon, and they have Caleb Williams, who won it last, last year, year in the, yeah. at USC. So it's going to be very exciting. Great stuff, Shoop. We will keep an eye on that as we progress through the fall. Is are you still with us? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, sounds good. Um, so 
Yes, Shroop. Good job. I love your passion for those things. Keep interrupting and 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 bringing them up because sometimes my Saturdays get a little crazy, and I don't watch as much college football as I'd like to. So, um, you can be our uh, designated college football guy for sure. Sound good? Oh, I'm on it, baby. I'm Saturdays it, baby. are for the couch <laughs> and Sundays. Good. Actually, <laughs> Thursday, Saturday, <laughs> Sunday, Monday, Monday night. <laughs> Mon- Monday night. Yeah. All right, let's move on to our whole cards. Our whole cards for this episode, as most episodes, 33 in sports. We take the episode number we're doing, and we dissect uh, that number in sports. I usually take the Philadelphia uh, angle, and my co-hosts look at 33 in the rest of sports. So do you guys got a lot this week? I actually don't have a bunch of them, but I can talk for a few minutes if you're not ready. Uh. I've got a couple. I think Shoop and I would probably share a couple of these. Uh, two came to mind right away. I mean, Larry Legend. Larry Legend. There's, you know. Maybe the greatest. Just incredible. Maybe the greatest pure shooter of the NBA before Steph Curry. Mm. Don't you think? We might have to look at those comps. Remember how we did... Steph Curry versus Reggie Miller a, a few weeks ago. We made Steph Boy. Can you hook it up with that? Yes. Yeah, Lifetime uh, three point shooting. Yeah. Reference.com, Stat Boy. Look up uh, Larry Bird's career, actually, just career field goals and career three point field goals. And then look up Steph Curry, same thing. And let us know. That's a great one. Is you got another? I mean, there's. Well, let me, Larry Bird, there's a couple stories I've heard, and maybe they're legend, maybe they're myth, who okay. knows, but there's there's one game, and I forget who he was playing against, and he was so confident he played the entire game left-handed, or at least the entire half. He just told this guy, he was like, I'll, I'll just beat you with my left hand, and he just went at this guy, and I forget who the, the other forward was that he was against, but he so basically played a half up, or a, right? like, or a game YouTube left-handed. Sorry, got it. Um, and then there was another one where he came down, and again, I forget who it was. It was, I think, it was in, against the Knicks, and he told the guy what he was going to do every time, and then he just did it, and he lit this guy up for something like forty-five points. He said, "Hey, uh, hook shot, hey, this, that, you know, yeah. turn around jumper," and then he did, and three seconds later did it, and the guy couldn't stop him. Just disrespectful. <laughs> To the defense, I love it. And then he won the three-point contest without taking his warm-up off. I love that shit. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like it's like it wasn't even worth his time. He's like, I'll just go out here and, and show you guys what I could do. What's definitely true because I've heard from multiple sources over multiple decades is that he was a first-class shit talker, and uh, that's awesome. I love um, when sports are mic'd up whether it's hockey or basketball or even football, and they're talking smack to one another. I love it. And apparently Larry Bird might be the all-time smack talk champion. And you know what's great about a good shit talker is that they don't necessarily even have to use a lot of profanity. No, absolutely. They just, it's just talking shit, I think, is more effective when it is cleaner and it is matter of fact and it comes from someone else's confidence level rather than trying to cut into someone else's deficiencies. And you know what I'm saying? And also creativity, right? Like you suck can only get you so far. Like that's not, not what we're talking about. We're talking about well thought out, intellectual, 
creative shit talking and something comes to mind actually we're getting off topic but that's okay i remember a new york yankees pitcher and i forget who it was but he was saying that uh and of course i'm stroking philadelphia ego here but he was in the bullpen um in philadelphia and i can't again i don't remember if it was the new stadium or back at the vet but he was warming up in the bullpen and one of the fans yelled out hey are you sure you're right-handed which is just great stuff that's funny shit yeah and so you know it's you know there's an art form to shit talking you can't just come up with you suck all the time uh, so Larry Legend, great one is you got another one or anything else on Bird? So before we so for, before yeah. we move on, ahead, so Larry Bird's field goal percentage—it's yeah. uh, what I found most averages around forty-eight percent. Okay, where Steph's more at fifty-eight percent. Okay, field that's, goals. That's, that's flat field goals. Perfect. Did you find yep. three pointers? Um, still looking for Go that. Uh, should be on the same site. Look for three. It's. It'll be like three percentage. Uh, Stat boy yeah, thirty-seven uh, percent for Larry, uh, Larry, yep. and forty-two for Steph. So there you go. I mean, you, the numbers don't lie, Shoop. I I love Larry Bird. I think he was a great shooter for his time, of course. Um, but Steph Curry's changed the game. No, oh, no question. Steph is Steph, and he's got a long way to go. Yep, absolutely love it. Uh, Thirty-three. Keep it going. Hey, does Michael Jordan win six without Scottie Pippen? Hell no. Is, okay, so Number 33, <laughs> Scottie Pippen. I, yeah. Well, Pippen almost won the damn MVP, uh, what, the year Michael went and played uh, yeah, baseball, baseball yeah. and Pippen almost took him all the way solo. I remember so to answer your question, year, yeah. absolutely not. Yeah, so another good one. Another good one is, and um, you know that that Bulls documentary that was on right during COVID. A lot of Scotty Pippen, a lot of great stories from Scotty uh, during that. So I would look that up if you're a basketball or Bulls fan or both. Uh, keep it going. There it is. Last one I have is one of my favorite baseball players when I was a kid. Uh, it was also the first forty forty man. You know who the first 40-40 man was? Eddie Murray? Nope. Jose! Is it Jose? Jose Canseco. Oh, oh, was he the first? He was the first ever 40-40 man. I had a 40-40 pennant uh, when they did like the caricatures of players when that was cool on like Donruss cards or whatever. Uh, Yeah. But little did I know when I was ten and eleven that he was on the juice. Oh, but... big time juice head, yeah. But yeah, speaking, but you speaking... don't know that when you're ten, you just know he's part of the Bash Brothers. Absolutely. How about uh, speaking of Jose Canseco's head? You YouTube everybody, home run off Canseco's head. One of the greatest bloopers in baseball history. <laughs> he's yeah. out. He's as out a, in right field as a ranger. Almost yeah. looks like a routine fly ball to the track, and he fucking hits him in his head right on the dome and goes over the wall for a homer. <laughs> Never seen anything like it, but apparently it's I mean, twice. how is that not a ground rule double? I like I can understand when you're up over the fence right. and it like go- right. goes off your noggin. But does that mean if I hit a line drive off the pitcher's forehead and somehow it went over the wall, yeah. it's a homer. I'm with you, Shoop. I, and I think, I think obviously nowadays if that happens, they look at that and they figure it out. 
because he definitely did not clear the wall. But back in the 89 or 88, whenever it was, that was a home run. I love it. Here's another one that came to mind the other day. Check this out real quick. Slight yeah, off-road. All right, so runner on third, uh, less than two outs, fly ball. Yep. It's a sack fly. The man's got a tag up. So you get an RBI. The guy from third gets a run. Yeah. And you're not given a offer on your uh, it's a, it's not even Correct. an at bat. It's like it's like a bat. walk. Correct. All right. Uh runner on third, less than two outs, ground ball to the right side. Second baseman yeah. picks it, throws the first, the guy's out, run scores. Same thing. No, the runner gets a run. The hitter is 0 for 1 with an FC and is not given the RBI. No, that, well, I think that's a scores a scores uh decision because if Oh, you know what? I'm thinking of a bunt maybe. So, a routine grounder, you might be right. Isn't that weird though? It's the same it's yeah, it's like it's you're hitting, same right? thing. Yeah. You're you're awarded for the fly ball, but you're not for the the roller to second bait. It's it's a really fucking weird deal. That's something if I you bunt the bunt, the sack bunt is yeah. equivalent to the sack fly. Right, it's very right. odd. That's what I was thinking. Okay, that Anyways. was a tangent, but we'll maybe you know, maybe we need to do suck out. Ne- next spring we need to do a, a, a baseball rules whole episode. Have at least a flop talking about baseball rules. Uh Shoop Dog, is has done his thirty threes. Who you got who you got? Uh, you're done, is it? Yeah, uh, yeah, that's what I got. That's what came to okay, mind. Okay, I got a good one. I got well, I got a six pack ready to pop, and I think Bird was the only one I had ready for you. So um Land I'll go to the I'll go to MLB. I've got I've got Benito Santiago. Nah. Oh nah. Great catcher for the San Diego Padres. Not worthy to the pod. You're not giving Benito Santiago any love? All right. How he used about... to gun guys down from his knees. Little exactly. A little bit of love. He had a cannon. Uh, How about this? Lots of catches, Eddie man. Murray. Yeah, I love Eddie Murray. I think he's way better named than Santiago. Well, yeah, he's HOF. I think uh, – yeah, okay, well. <laughs> okay, that, then that supports my argument. Now, Eddie Murray is the first guy I remember hitting a home run from both sides of the plate in the same game. I'm not sure if that he was the first guy to ever do it. I'm guessing he wasn't. Um, but in terms of me watching baseball, I remember that happening. If I had to guess one more name of someone that's done that, I'd say probably Harold Baines. Oh, Harold Baines, ESPN analyst eventually. Another 33, I've got a running back for the San Francisco 49ers back in the day. He was known for having knees that go up to his chin. Roger Craig. Yes. The Roger high knees Craig. of Roger Craig, baby. Uh, and won a bunch of Super Bowls with Joe Montana and uh, was a great Tecmo Bowl player. And yet, uh, from what I hear, a real class dude, too. Always always took the high road and stayed out of controversy. And um, yeah, great. And one. I believe him and his fullback, Tom Rathman, Tom I think were both Cornhuskers. Oh, yeah, 44. Yeah, I think so. Sweet. Anything else? Uh, there was one guy in the NBA you might have heard of him. His name's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He, he revolutionized this skyhook. Was he 33? Am I just making shit up? No, I, I don't. Uh, I think you're right. Uh, of course just, I'm right. No. 
That wow! Somebody's woke up on the wrong side wow. of the pod today. What do you mean? I'm feeling myself. <laughs> exactly. Well, not literally. That would be odd. <laughs> That's certainly inappropriate for a family podcast. Okay, uh, a little on the fly trivia. What was uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's name prior to going I, to the Nation of Islam? I know it, but maybe his doesn't. I know it as well. Yeah, it's easy. It's Lou Alcindor. Yeah, very good. Um, now. Kareem, didn't somebody just pass him for most points of all time? Wasn't it Steph that just passed Kareem or, or LeBron? Sorry, it was LeBron. Yeah, it was LeBron. He just passed uh, Kareem for most NBA points of all time. And last I checked, that's how you win basketball games, right? Score more points than the next guy. So that's a pretty important statistic that Kareem now holds number two all-time NBA. So, of course, we have to uh, include him on our 33 in sports on our 33rd episode first episode of season two here on the nuts what do you got next uh tony dorsett oh i had tony dorsett down too uh hated hated the cowboys but loved tony dorsett you gotta love him that's all i have for 33s okay great 33s i'll rush through mine because nobody loves philly as much as you know, me and some of our listeners, but um, Cliff Lee, World Series pitcher for the Phillies. Uh, he didn't win the World Series with us, if I'm not mistaken. Came in 09, and then he pitched, and it was against the Yankees in the 09 World Series. And I remember a really, I'm positive you can YouTube this, a really nonchalant pop fly that he caught in the World Series. Uh, I think it might even have been game one or game two. And, I mean, I'm telling you, you you never seen a dude catch a fly ball in the World Series not looking like he gave a shit at all if he caught it or dropped it or whatever. And it was actually a really great play. Everybody kind of laughed afterwards. Uh, but Cliff Lee, definitely a big influence in that 0-9-10 run for the Philadelphia Phillies. Um, you know, Eagles 33s are a black hole. I, I wrote down that there's a big black hole. What I mean by that is I went back and looked and see, saw who uh, 33, you know, who all wore 33 the Eagles. And for like the first time ever, not one name jumped out off the page at me. There was probably, I don't know, maybe 15 or 18 guys who worn 33 and like zero of them I knew or gave a shit about. So I just skipped over the Eagles entirely. But uh, Sixers 33, that is really close to my heart, is Hersey Hawkins. Way back in the day with Charles and Johnny Dawkins and uh, all kinds of other guys. Uh, I'm trying to uh, – Mike Jaminski I was missing. Uh, Hersey Hawkins was our sharpshooter. And, again, nowhere near 37 or 40% uh, was a Hersey Hawkins sharpshooter. But – for the, for the Sixers, he was awesome, and I loved him, and he was my favorite player during that era, uh, probably, you know, out, after Chuck because everybody loved Chuck. Um, so I loved Hersey Hawkins. And then for the Flyers, boy, 33 is another big goaltender number. So I'm just going to rifle some of these names out that a lot of Flyers fans, like Izzy, will remember. Pete Peters, Chico Glenn Resch, Dominic Roussel, Sean Burke, Brian Boucher, they all wore 33 for the Flyers. So big goalie number. And uh, that's all we got for 33 in sports. 
this week on our 33rd episode, let's move right into Tea Dish, which we call it Tea Dish. It's this day in sports history. Now, should I give you all the glory here, Shoop? Yeah, did you did you prepare a tea dish and do you want to take the main one here or should I start it up? I have a great tea dish I'd like to share, but the order is uh, irrelevant to me. Okay. You let me know if you want me to start. Otherwise, I'll, I'll, uh, well, I'll be second I, fiddle. I think there's a, a, an egregiously large one for today. And essentially, there's, it's, and it's the there only certainly one is. Go ahead. I'll let you have that one. I've got one that's kind of a little more fun. Okay, go ahead. So today in sports history, 1977, oh, good. the okay. Angels acquired Dave Kingman from the Padres for cash. Nine days later, the Yankees buy Kingman, who originally started the season with the Mets. He played in all four divisions in 1977. How about that? Dave Kingman. Is this the second episode in a row that Dave Kingman's name comes up? Well, I should only hope so. I think he may. <laughs> I, think he, I think he wore 32 or 31 maybe because we just, we just were talking about him recently. So shout out to Dave Kingman making the podcast like crazy. What a year. 1977. The, the Mets, the Yankees, the Padres, and the Angels. Does that impress you? That might, doesn't impress you. So what, NL East? So back then it was NL East how much, and West, AL East and West, right? How much cash? What did he cost? Oh, I, bet I was, don't have that. Stat Boy hit me. No. I bet he was under 100 k <laughs> It's probably like, yeah, $86,000 <laughs> yeah. in a uh, gift card to Wawa. And it, oh. <laughs> uh. oh. Throw the question at me one more time. I got distracted by nah, the Don't Wawa look that up. That's a waste of time. We don't need to know that. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. This tea dish in 1995. I was watching the game. Chris Berman on the call. Cal Ripken Jr. breaks Lou Gehrig's record and plays in his 2,131st consecutive game. Something that we've talked about here on the podcast before. If you haven't heard, it's one of the early episodes. I want to say two or three. We started talking about Cal Ripken for some reason. And we should just quickly talk about, I remember... Watching the game is because we were in college. We were freshmen in college, and they didn't, you know, they wanted to make sure it was an official game. So the game started, and I was, like, expecting all the hubbub right at the beginning. You know, he, he, he runs out there. And, of course, the fans cheered for him and everything, but they didn't, you know, have a party until the fifth inning was over because then it became an official game just in case weather came through or something funky happened. And they stopped the game and 2131 was all over the place. And he had a nice little speech and everything. And I know Cal Ripken's streak is impressive to all of us shoot, but I know he's got a special place in your heart. So I want to bring up Cal Ripken T dish 1995 and, and maybe get your thoughts on it quick. If you're there. Cal Ripken jr. The absolute. Iron Man, even though that was Lou Gehrig's nickname. Um, there was some controversy that we discussed That's in one of the earlier episodes, yes. and it was uh, a rumor. I don't know if we necessarily need to revisit it, but Maybe if you want to, to have... Has heard of it, because I wanted to get... Yeah, I don't remember this. Go ahead. Go ahead, Shub. Talk. Tell everybody. 
So Cal Ripken Jr., as you just mentioned, has the MLB record for most consecutive games played, which will uh, probably never be never broke. Be broken. No, yep, it's an unbreakable record these days. Um, I'm sorry, Lou Gehrig was the iron horse, wasn't he? Cal Ripken is the iron man. Anyway, nevertheless, oh, there was a day. Focus. There was a day where um, the game was canceled in Baltimore, oddly, and they said the lights went out. They yeah. couldn't play the game because there was a lighting issue at um, Camden Yards. Camden Yard, yep. So the lights came later. On, and then later to be rumored. Yeah. Later to be rumored that Cal Ripken Jr. found Kevin Costner creeping with his wife, and they got into a fist fight, and he hurt his hand on Crash <laughs> Davis's face, <laughs> and he couldn't play. Hey, so the Orioles covered for him and said they had a lighting issue. You can't have the streak end on that shit, man. No. Somebody somebody went and pulled that big like metal handle and turned the lights off. Yeah. Just like they did. Uh, so, I don't know whether, whether that's true or not. I don't know. That's a pretty It's a pretty specific rumor to be floating out there. Um yeah. I encourage you the next time you're on the John, Google, Cal Ripken Jr., Kevin Costner rumor and just uh, go down that rabbit hole. Yeah, you should I'm, be, I'm writing it down right now. When you're on the potty and you listen to Done. our potty, you actually should be able to minimize the potty and then Google the Roddy and see what happens with the potty on the Saudi in the Kaladi. Oh, I don't know where I'm boy. going with this. Wow. Um, that's all I had for T-Dish because it's such a huge, huge uh, sports event that I didn't even look anywhere else. Does anybody have any other T-Dishes? No, I knew that was going to kind of be the, the main course, yeah. so I just had that Kingman as a fun little appetizer. Absolutely. Uh, Isa, did you have anything to add on the Cal Ripken? I know you no, I, also were a fan. Yeah, I mean, I love Cal Ripken. I saw him one, play once. Um, oh, live. I think in 90, I don't remember. Um, but, uh, I remember the day where the streak ended and there was so little fanfare about that. And apparently he just walked into the manager's office and said, it's time. Yeah. It's, it's like, he just, it wasn't like, Hey, I'm gonna, you know, finish here, retire. So there was nothing. He just didn't play that day. And it was like, holy shit. It's weird. How about oh. for a time in Baltimore, Cal Ripken Sr. was the manager, Cal Ripken Jr. was shortstop, and Billy Ripken, his brother, was – actually, I don't know what position Billy Ripken played. I want to say second base, but I actually don't know. He had the famous – Billy Ripken had that famous error card from the, the late 89 80s. Clear. Yeah. What did it say on the back, Is no, a It said, fuck, <laughs> fuck on the, me on the butt. I thought it said, eat me. <laughs> I, oh, I thought it said, fuck me. I thought it was fucked too. Eat, fuck, uh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> just, just do something. Urban yeah. <laughs> However, we want to start this. All right, whatever you want to do. All right, quick before we get in, before we get into the flop, this episode, I just wanted to quickly say U.S. Open still happening. Uh, Carlos Alcaraz is playing right now. He's the number one seed. Djokovic is still in it. That's who I'll be rooting for. It seems like we're headed once again. Oh, that's nasty. <laughs> you a nasty sportsman, man. You, you, you are. Yeah, keep, oh, somebody mute him. <laughs> um, 
Coco Goff still alive on the women's side, and I will be really pulling for. Hopefully, we get an Alcaraz Joker final. And... Hold on, hold on. We oh, got to talk about go. the U.S. Open. No, there was a there was a, a headline the other day that caught my attention. Oh, that some fucking maniac German tennis fan was ejected from Flushing. What is it? Uh, Flushing Meadows or something? Yeah. Yeah. So apparently a Russian, excuse me, a German, a men's German tennis player was playing. And a German fan that was very enthused and exciting, excited for this match started singing the fucking Hitler anthem. And he got kicked out of the tournament. Oh, oh. The German player was like, "That's enough! Like, get this guy out of here." Of course, and that's they the ask only him, thing like, you focus on for the U.S. Open is terrific, <laughs> yeah. wonderful, no, but like tennis what? being played, and you focus on that. No, but that would be like, what would that be like? Like, how do you even draw a parallel to that? Like, this fan was really rolling the dice to see if this guy he was following was somehow still down with Hitler. Oh boy. Very interesting. Uh, I did not, look up the lyrics, by the way. Oh, good for you, Shoop. Um, I am watching for the wonderful tennis that is there, and Shoop will be watching for any other Nazi Germany <laughs> socialists or whatever they're called. You trying to tell me that's not fucking funny in a way? There is. There, there, okay, there's a little bit of humor to that um, because we're so far removed from that monstrosity, but okay, there's humor there. I, I get it. I'm not a total square, but there's a lot of shit that happens in tennis. That's like that. Like people in the stands go, you know, distracting the players or what, one of my favorite things to do is YouTube um, fights between the players or between the one player and the referee. I mean, tennis is so great because there's no, you know, there's no uh, helmets or you're right there. It's very intimate. And when they when the announcers shut the fuck up for a minute and listen to, you know, their beef, it, it's really fascinating. I love it. So okay, yeah, it was good, but that you know, you you were busting my ball, so I'm coming back at you a little bit. You're giving me crickets. I'm giving you. That's not that interesting. Fair enough. How about Coco Goff telling her coach to shut up the other day? Yes, you like that one? Yes. And uh, how about Coco Goff telling the ref that? Her opponent was playing too slow. Yeah, and then there was a, there wow. was a lights. I was I was rooting for woes when when Caro was playing her, but um, yeah, and there was light. There was a light issue, and uh, you know, but pet girl, shop. Go ahead. Are are there any more like spoiled athletes other than tennis players? Like they sit down, they get a new towel every two minutes. They've got like. Three bags with four or five rackets. <laughs> They're always opening a new bottle of water. They don't ever finish a bottle of water. Uh, it's always a new fucking bottle of water. They have like a goddamn umbrella on their chair so they get shade in between sets. I, they change like, their socks and shoes. I, I can't. Yeah, I yeah. Can't, they do wardrobe changes in between. I can't. The ball them. boys. You're making the ball boys point. look scared to fucking death as they sit there and they <laughs> run out and get the ball. That's another thing. What's going on with the balls? These chicks got like five balls shoved up their skirt. They bounce it three times, throw it away. Whoa. I'll tell you what. Tennis is hilarious. Tennis is awesome. (laughs) I enjoy the outfits. I'm being honest. Uh, Caro Caro had a blue leotard on all, all week, and she was putting the ball like on the side of her thigh. Uh, Listen. There's lots of benefits good. to watching <laughs> tennis. Oh, you know 
<laughs> I don't know. My favorite uniform is women's beach volleyball. You know, that's my favorite sports uniform. Kerry Struck. Oh, no, Kerry Struck. Misty May and Kerry. Why am I? Was it Trainer? Kerry Trainer no, or something? No, it's like Misty, that. Misty May, May Trainer now. She got married. Oh, Kerry Walsh. Kerry Walsh. Walsh. Yes, thank you. They're uh, like 6'4 blondes. Loved watching. Well, Misty May wasn't 6'4 blonde. I loved watching the uh, women's volleyball as well. But let's move on before we get a little too far from center there, Shoop Dog. All right. Uh, we're going into the flop. And the flop, I'm going to have to talk a lot here. It's Eagles preview. That's what this whole episode is going to be about. So our flop's going to be Eagles preview. And you guys are going to just have to bust in on me and interrupt me when you can and try to keep me within a few minutes here because I can go on and on and on. I wanted to say, you know, this is our first NFL season we're covering on the podcast. And what an honor to have to break down this team because honestly, guys, I'm saying this without sensationalism. This is the best roster of my entire lifetime that I've seen the Philadelphia Eagles have. I'm sorry, with all due respect to the early 90s defense, we didn't have a sniff of the offensive talent back then that we do this year. And, you know, purely based on defense, those Reggie Brown, um, Reggie Brown, Reggie White and Jerome Reggie White. Brown, <laughs> yeah. And Clyde Reggie Simmons Brown. And Seth Joyner and, you know, those guys second to none for sure they, they that this defense this year probably couldn't sniff that defense's jock but when you put everything together starting obviously with hurts and two insanely super stud wide receivers and then a running back room that's four guys deep so i kind of and of course Dallas Goddard tight end and you know, okay, so let's slow down here. I was sort of going to take it from a perspective of, of an opponent, and I'm going to start on the opponent's defensive side. So how do we stop the Philadelphia Eagles? And it was hard to stop them last year as evidence that they got all the way to the Super Bowl and actually played really well in the Super Bowl, and their offense was not the reason they lost that Super Bowl. But I digress. Do you... Right. If you guys are defensive coordinators and playing the Eagles, do you stack the box and force Jalen Hurts to beat you? That's kind of one option, right? And there's a lot of different wrinkles in that option. But let's say they do that. Jalen Hurts has that RPR. We like to call it RPR in Philly. I know it's technically RPO, but in Philly, you know, it starts off with a an option to hand off to the running back, which is the R run. Or he can pull it back and then make a quick pass or a deep pass. That's pass. So RP. And then, you know, Hertz is mobile. So he's so smart and knowledgeable about these defenses and how they're defending against the RPO that he's turned it into an RPR, almost like a throwback to a college play. But he's got A.J. Brown streaking down the sideline and – or in the slot even more, and, and Devontae Smith streaking down the sideline, and Dallas Goddard opening up linebackers. So if you're stacking that box, okay, you're forcing Hurts to hurt you, but he can hurt you with his arm or his legs. And he certainly, you know, proved to a lot of us that he could beat you with his arm last year. So I expect him to only get better in that respect. So then he'll say, as a defensive coordinator, he'll say, okay, let's not stack the box then. Let's 
drop some more guys into coverage. Well, don't forget, the Eagles have probably the best offensive line in football. And now they got a big back in Rashard Penny. They got a, a, a swifter guy, DeAndre Swift. And then, of course, they got change of pace, Kenny Gainwell. And, oh, by the way, Boston Scott, who just loves to kill my co-host's team in every friggin' game for the past seven games. He's scored at least one touchdown against the Giants. I mean, it's a really deep running back room. And to boot, Swift brings something that the Eagles didn't have last year. I think the Eagles were the worst or lowest amount of receptions by running backs. And Swift is dynamically dangerous out of the backfield to catch balls. So if you are dropping guys in coverage more, that's going to open up Swift out of the backfield on wheel routes and stuff where he's going against the 240-pound linebacker. I mean, this team's going to be hard to hard to stop. And again, I'm saying this without sensation. I wish I can sit here and say, oh, you know, they're 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 not going to be that good. But offensively, this team is stacked. And then when you flip the side, the switch, and, and look at the Eagles' defense up front, they're staunch again. And they've added a couple of guys this year. Jordan Davis, many people think he was probably the best overall talent in the draft. He fell because of some off-the-field issues. And he's an absolute beast, and he had a great camp. Now, they say that he might need to um, work on run-stopping a little bit more. But he's blowing by the offensive ends and getting to the quarterback. So that we certainly need that. Um, but inside, we've got that huge dude, um, Jordan Davis, which was last year's rookie. And his sort of his weakness is getting to the quarterback, but his strength is to just clog up the middle and stop running backs. So that D-line, along with Fletcher Cox and, and, and Brandon Graham and Josh Sweat, I mean, they're deep there. And then they got is his old cornerback James Bradbury to pair up on the second best wide receiver because on the other side you got Darius Slay now maybe you can pick on the linebackers and safeties of the of the Eagles um, but you know they drafted N'Kobe Dean last year as well or two years ago and he's going to step up this year I, I can only hope that I mean he was the captain of the Georgia team that had the best overall defense of all time college football he was the captain now obviously he had other blue chip players around him but i i just i just don't see weakness with this team except for this boys they don't currently as of as of time of recording this episode the eagles do not have a punter on their roster <laughs> so maybe they're well, just going to say it doesn't it, sound go like they're going to yeah <laughs> after what you just said it doesn't sound like they're going to punt all year so well, listen. That's probably why they freed up that roster spot. I mean, Iza is not an Eagles fan. He's a Giants fan. He's kind of he kind of hates on the Eagles. What have I said that's untrue? Be honest. That was good. Uh, yeah, I think you went on so long. Shoop started watching tennis. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dude, uh, my Eagles fans will appreciate it. You know, I I don't think enough. <laughs> bring something else up i don't think enough people are talking about jalen hurts's dick um <laughs> what <laughs> what am i one what? of the greatest yeah one of the a... greatest youtube videos ever yeah well, it, was um, like a, it was like a instagram reel 
Uh, we'll quickly say that to bring everybody else into our inside joke. So during it's, it's hilarious. During the Eagles run, the playoff run last year, <laughs> there were constantly people trying to, you know, um, capture what was happening during pre well, you know, for the uh, tailgate parties and the during watch parties and all that stuff. And there is a viral video of a girl, <laughs> of a girl going around and it was going around before the Super Bowl. And she was clearly smashed, but still with it, but clearly inebriated. And the interviewer said, you know, hey, uh, what do you think about the Eagles' chances of going to the Super Bowl? And she said, hey, everything's fine and all, but I just think that not enough people are talking about Jalen Hurts' dick. And the, the <laughs> announcer kind of goes, like, looks at her like, what in the hell? And she's like, I mean, let's be honest. He's out there slinging some D. And we're not even talking about it. <laughs> I mean, she was just so. You can find this. Uh, maybe I will post that on the gram since Isla brought it up. I will put that. Uh, it's not safe for work, and it is not family oriented, but it is historic. I mean, funny and terrific. You can kind of only imagine that Jalen Hurts is probably packing the super hog. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> and he's a single guy, right? So I'm sure he has worked his way through south philadelphia quite a bit yeah i'm sure the rumors are are, yeah Yeah. well listen hang on i gotta butt in you're biased it's your squad but you're not off base as you mentioned is as a giants fan yeah i think he had eagles at 13 wins i had him winning the division at either 13 or 14 but what i wanted to really share with you is i listened to uh pro football weekly with uh mike florio and chris sims it's a great show on uh uh, XM Radio I, I Channel like 85. Sims, but I like Florio. <clears throat> I love Chris Sims. That's interesting. Um, but anyways, they were going through divisional winners, and then they they did the bracket and this and that. And Chris Sims chose uh, an NFC Championship rematch. Yeah. At yeah. the link, so you got to be feeling good about that. Yeah, I actually don't love. So I was, you know, I was talking about. I kind of broke down the roster, offense and defense but I didn't really give my summation and my summation is that I'm an Eagles fan and I'm a Philadelphia fan. And so what all this means, it's the best roster of my lifetime, seemingly no holes in either side of the ball is that they're most likely going to have a horrible, horrible letdown of a season. Now I'm not rooting for that, obviously. Okay. I'm on air saying I'm not rooting for that, but it just seems to be like, there's no drama. There's no holes in the roster. What is going to go wrong? So here's what I here's what I'm going to say, okay? Because I'm not going to just do a hot take. I honestly expect them to either do one of two things. I also either expect them to get to the Super Bowl again, okay? And I'm not going to go on on from that. I I feel like they'll win the NFC conference, or or they will kind of have a disastrous season. And by disastrous season, I mean something like eight and nine, or seven and ten, and and just like not make the playoffs. I don't see the Eagles playing well enough to make the playoffs and then and then not and then not follow through. I think Hertz is just an absolutely determined uh, genius of a of a football player and 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 he's got the talent and he's got the brain and he's got the heart and he's got the desire. So I think if the Eagles are playing well, then he's going to take us to another Super Bowl this year. But like or else something happens, and whether it's horrible to say, like an injury, or excuse me, or the team just doesn't gel well, 
And I know it sounds crazy to say that, but like there have been teams in every sport and especially in football where roster just on paper looks like it's just unbeatable, but things just don't work out on this on the field. So I'm predicting either, you know, fewer than 10 wins and kind of a disastrous miss the playoffs or or at least a Super Bowl berth. Um, I don't think there's a, an in-between there. And I didn't want to, like, totally take both sides of the the coin there. I just, I'm just an Eagles fan, and I know we, I've lived through way more heartbreak than, than uh, you know, jubilation and celebration. But I really, really believe in Jalen Hurts' preparation and his mindset more than anything. So go Jalen, go Birds. That's my breakdown. Take it or leave it, boys. Ladies and gentlemen, we are less than 24 hours away from the NFL opener. Minnesota San Fran, wrap it up tonight. Actually, it's Detroit and Kansas yeah, City, but... <laughs> 21 hours, 13 minutes, and 54 seconds. Shoop, that song brought me back, dude. I used to stay up and watch Monday Night Football on the East Coast. My parents were big church people, and on Monday nights, they had what's called RCIA. And so they were gone from, like, I want to say 6.45 until almost 10 o'clock every every Monday night. And so I was on my own, or my sister, she was upstairs or whatever, or downstairs, and I was upstairs. But I would watch, you know, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and yes. Six and then or Blossom, whatever it was. Whoa! Yeah, and then Monday Night Football, <laughs> man. And Whoa! that song just took Joey. me back. Like, I, I felt like I was sitting on my bed again watching that tiny little black and white 12-inch screen TV watching Whoa. Monday Night Football, man. I loved it. Thank you for playing. Yeah, fucking Hank Williams got canceled, unfortunately. Yeah, I don't even know what he did or if he deserved it or not, but it sucks that he did. Um, let's move on here, boys. That was our flop Eagles preview. But my turn has got a couple of quick things in it. Fantasy season uh, is on full on as well. We had a couple of drafts over the weekend. We did our um, our main draft on on Monday, and then we had our chopping block draft last Thursday. So I wanted to just kick it to you guys. Was there any major surprises during your window, whether it was our leagues or other, and maybe a couple of quick predictions um, for what you got for fantasy football? And I'll quick start. I got a lot of uh, Tony Pollard shares, and my son wasn't happy with me. But in both of my leagues, I took my first overall pick was Tony Pollard because I picked late in both drafts. I picked 13th in one and 17th in the other in the other one, and 17 out of 18 teams. So, you know, there's there's conflicting reports on what you if you should take fantasy players that are on your rivals' team. And I kind of look at it the same way I look at betting on my Eagles. Like, I hardly ever, ever, ever bet on my Eagles because you're always using the wrong brain. You're using the wrong organ, I mean. You're using your heart and not your brain. Um, But if I do bet on the Eagles, it's against the Eagles. And that way I can kind of hedge my bet. So sometimes I'll put 20 on the other team's money line, and then I'll be happy to lose that 20 bucks if my Eagles win. Or I pad my wallet while I'm sad for the week. You know what I mean? So you kind of get both ends of it. And that's kind of how I feel on fantasy football. I don't necessarily mind 
uh, drafting Cowboys because I feel like if they do well, then at least I say to myself, well, at least my fantasy team's doing well. And then if they suck, okay, my fantasy team sucked this week, but I'm happy that the Cowboys stunk. So I'm curious to think what you guys thought. We don't have to get into much specifics, but uh, go ahead. What do you got, boys? Well, first of all, I think the uh, chopping block league, I don't think I'll see week two. Oh, I think my man. squad's pretty bad. <laughs> and uh, I haven't have mine. Uh, Hein did my draft. I haven't looked at it. Mine's terrible. Uh, and then my baby birds, um, I don't know, whatever. I'll be there next year. I'll just say that. Uh, I'll be a baby bird for two years in a row. I, I was an auto draft uh, victim this year. I couldn't make either draft. Yeah, it's our fault for not giving you plenty of notice to be able to make arrangements to fucking be at the draft. No, no, not at all. Not at all. It's just the way it goes. I'm not complaining. It is what it is. I paid for the entertainment. But in terms of drafting a rival, like I don't give a shit because I can be a fan all year. But when it comes down to my own wallet, I do what I got to do. Yeah. I mean, Just like these players do. Take two. I, I, I'll say, though, Shoop, if if Pollard is going well and then he comes and plays the Eagles, I have no problem sitting him. I have done that in the past. My real-life Eagles way take precedent over my fantasy football team. So I have no problem sitting guys against me because I can't sit there. That's crazy. And root for fucking Tony Pollard, right? So I got no problem sitting them, and I will do. That. Wait a minute. Then, it, it, with that being the case, then you should have never drafted his ass because you're going to play him twice this year. Yeah. Well, once so you're it, telling me you're going to sit Tony Pollard twice in a fantasy season? I think only once in regular season. The other one would be either uh, outside of playoffs entirely, um, and then y- y- yeah, I stand behind it. I go real Eagles first. I have no problem sitting stars. I've done it in the past. I've done it as recently as I've last seen him do it. Yeah. So, well, Isa, what do you think about that? You know, listen, I I don't sit him because what you know. Okay, so it, what he, he scores a touchdown, but the Eagle, let's if if I was an Eagles fan, okay, let him go score a touchdown. Let's beat him twenty-one-seven. Yeah, that's get terrible. me my get yeah. me my seventeen points as long as the Eagles win. Right, that's you can right. have the best that's of both worlds. Bottle, you can I'm have your cake and eat it here. Eat it too, Pet Shop Eddie. <laughs> there you I mean, go. But then again, it is kind of a cool flex. Like, I'm such a fucking Eagles fan. I set Pollard's ass. Uh, I, I, now okay, what? Okay, I guess I do that. And I didn't really think about it as a flex. But sure, I'm such a fucking Eagles fan that I, I sat. I think I had Zeke Elliott a couple years back and sat his ass. No problem. And it's not even Cowboys. Like, sometimes I'll just sit guys when they go against my Eagles. because I can't. You went, you went through one year and you sat anybody playing the Eagles. Yes. And I forget what year it was, but yeah, you did it. Yep. Stat boy, this is you. your father's speech. You know, this is your dad. You're, you're the apple of your eye or, or your biggest role model. How do you feel about that strategy from Pops? You know, it's it's the dedication for me. <laughs> All right, I'm I, it's I, another I, year of the baby birds for me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's it's something though. It's something to strive to be. Dedicate my life to something me. that much. He was upstairs during our second draft. I was downstairs, and when I took Pollard, he went. Both teams, you're gonna drift. I mean, he was really, really upset with me. And it, now, it, that's pretty funny. I don't like. I don't like wasting first when I was in multiple. Well, I guess I still have multiple leagues. Yeah, taking the same guys. 
like then you're just you're you're too hung up on one guy. So I wouldn't have taken Pollard because I had him in another league already. I well, would have found somebody else. I, I, that's a that's a valid um, argument and an interesting strategy. And I'm actually curious what Mr. Jones thinks about that. He's one of my go-to fantasy guys. But is when I got Pollard at 17, I was ecstatic. Um, but then at the Baby Birds, I had my eye on AJ Brown at 13, and he he left. So. And I and I much prefer Pollard over uh, Chubb, who I think was there still. So I just said, "Fuck it," and let's ride or die with him. So, anyway, let's move on then, um, real quick before we move into our river. What's your plan for Sunday uh, this coming? And as kind of general speaking, um, and again, I'll I'll kind of quickly start. So, typically, recently since the sports book's been open, I meet a couple of buddies up at the. Um, at the casino at 7 a.m. on Sundays and we have breakfast in the high stakes room while we look over the NFL sheets and then we make our way to the book the actual book which is about a three minute walk from this high stakes room and we put our bets in for the day while we watch NFL countdown and all that good stuff on the big screens and then usually around 930 or so we head home because I'm a I'm a I'm a hunker down Eagles guy I like to not I love I love the atmosphere of the sports book for regular non-Eagles games. Um, but for me, I need to hunker down. So I'll usually come home and watch it in my, in my living room and hunker down. That was a large sound in our mic. Sorry. Um, Somebody's Chevy Chevelle yeah, just pulled out. Ripped down my freaking right down my living room. Um, what is your plan, boys? Why don't we start with Iz? Just generally speaking, in Sundays, is it, are they going to look a lot like mine do? Uh, they do. Yeah. You know that. I'm, I'm there in the high-stakes room with you, unless we're out of town for hockey, which is half the weekends, roughly. Yeah. Uh, but this this weekend, yeah, I'll, I'll be there. Do the Eagles play the 10 o'clock? No, they don't. And actually, I'm not there this weekend as I'm in Roseburg. Um, but Heine's gone. So you guys can tell Kathy All hi right. for me and let her know that I'm okay. She'll be worried that I'm not there. Um but tell her I'll be back in week two. Give my regards to Uncle Dave and uh, Jenny and Aunt Debbie and uh, my mom and my brothers and whoever else you may see. Will do, buddy. Will do. We're going down for That's a celebration cool. of life. Uh, who passed away? Uh, Ray from uh, – oh, I'm embarrassed. Put me uh, Dave's brother. Yes, Dave's brother, Ray. Yep. Ooh. All right. R.I.P. Ray. All right. So um, – how about your how about your plan, Shoop Dog, for most Sundays well, in the fall here? First of all, this is one of the first times I've appreciated living in Minnesota because I'm hearing you guys have to get up that damn early oh, for it's NFL. The Dude, it's amazing. I don't have I don't what do you mean it's amazing? I don't have kickoff till noon. I get mm. to sleep in. Mm-hmm. I love that shit. I can yeah. go to church even if I want. Yeah, so to apologize. You're still working at a pub and so you're out late. Liz and I are in bed by eleven thirty, the latest most nights, right? So you're you're working till twelve thirty, one o'clock, or or later, um, or way later, yeah, or way later. So yeah. we we love the early thing, and I and I, you know, when we were out here and we were single, it was a little hard to get up for the Eagles games because um, we were out until three or four in the morning. Um, but nowadays, like I love it. I don't have to wait around, and of course, it literally goes all day. Shoop. It goes on from 10 a.m. till about 8:30 or 9 p.m. and 
it's just the greatest thing ever. See, what, and I, and I love we, having live sports till damn near 1 a.m. sometimes, especially with college football. I hear you. Uh, but I work, man. I work. I, I'm going to be back to the Sunday grind. I um, Shout out to Manning's Bar and Restaurant, 2200 Como Southeast, near, near Dinky Town. Yeah. So Sundays, we just, Big Tony just put in six new 65-inch oh, high-def freaking Sonys. So, um, you know, go for Vikings. We're both home this weekend. I work both days. So, you know, these these uh, these weekends when both squads are home go usually means the bars are yeah. full. And um, I get in about 3 o'clock, which is for the second game, and then um, that's it, man. I just I, I've got a bar full of dudes usually that like to yell and scream at the TV, and I'm the right guy to keep them fed. Yep, that's a fun time. Go see Shoop Dog and talk about the potty. While you're watching the uh, Vikings or the Gophers on weekends at Manning's, good job, Shoop. Um, Stat boy, you got a you got a Sunday ritual you want to put out there on the air? Wake up around ten fifteen, come <laughs> down to want you watching football. <laughs> every Sunday sounds like a plan. All right, let's that's awesome. On. Let's move on to our river, and our river this week is trivia from last week and new trivia. So. I asked my co-host if they were able to put together. All right. So we had an easy and a hard trivia question from last week. The first one was the single Seahawks all-time record for single season passing yards. And actually nobody got it. That was the easy one. So the Wait, let was, me take a crack at it. Oh, you didn't. That's right. Okay. So who, what Seattle Seahawks quarterback holds the record? For single season passing yards, Dave Craig. Incorrect, but really, really good guess. All right. You have another one. That's it. You want me? Oh, uh, Jim Zorn. Now, see, you're 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 thinking way outside the box. So most guesses last week were um, Russell, and actually, I think Craig was guessed. But would you believe, Shoop? It's Gino. Oh, it was Gino. I said, yeah, I was vouching for Gino last year, saying, wait a minute, this dude just set every franchise record. (laughs) You did. Golly. I didn't guess that. Uh, Okay, so that was one. And then the other one was that there were uh, 17 running backs in the NFL history who have had over 10,000 rushing yards with the same team. I think there were 30-some that have over 10,000 in general, um, but I, I counted them out that that only 17 and i thought that was unique i thought like one guy who just pounds the rock for one team and we got a lot of the easy answers um uh, if we i'll just kind of quickly go over them shoot and you can just be honest and tell me how many you knew or how many you didn't of course emmett smith with dallas for so long walter payton with the chicago bears uh frank gore and barry sanders with detroit of course adrian peterson curtis martin ladanian tomlinson Jerome Bettis, Tony Dorsett. I think the boys all got these. I think who they were missing were Eddie George. Uh, and I'm just going to start rifling off now. Tiki yeah, we got Eddie George got Eddie and George. Fred Taylor. Tiki what Barber. about Curtis Martin? Curtis Martin is not. Oh, yeah, I said Curtis Martin, the Jets, right? Yep, he was on there. Uh, Tiki Barber, OJ Simpson, Steven Jackson, Fred Taylor. Thurman Thomas is one you didn't get. Is That's right. I think we missed Steven Jackson. Uh, what? 
I think we missed Steven Jackson. We missed too. Steve Jackson too. And then Franco Harris and Jim Brown and Tony Dorsett and Jerome Bettis. So I think I said them all. Uh, so look that up if you want to learn more about that. But uh, 17 guys that have 10K or more rushing yards with one single team in the NFL. So that was last week, boys. Now I gave you what about over an hour here to come up with a with a you got you guys have three Eagles trivia questions for me. I came up with a dandy. Go ahead, shoot. I got. I've got one. So okay, sweet. Okay, I love this one. From 1998 to 2014, with the exception of the year 2000 and Donovan McNabb, for a 16-year stretch, there are only three names which compile to the Eagles' leading rushers for that long a stretch. Can you name those three running backs? Okay, so from 98 to 2014, and then keep the quarterback off the list. With the exception of McNabb in 2000, I think I can there's only three running backs that I led the team in rushing for 16 years. I think I got it. I'm going to go in order. Oh, no. I, scratch that. I'm not going to go in order. I'm just going to say three names. Brian Westbrook, Deuce Staley, and Shady LaShawn McCoy. That is correct. Well done. Woo! Well done, Pet Shop. Thank you. Thank you. What do you got, Is? There was one year where the Philadelphia and Pittsburgh franchises Ooh, merged. The Eagles. And what year? Oh. Okay. It was around the war. And it was around World War. Was it around World War Two? Yeah, because the Eagles. Okay, so I'm gonna say. Uh, I'm gonna say 1944. Three. Ah, damn it! I was actually gonna guess either 44 <laughs> or 45, so I was off. All right, and that was that. It. What year was it? And I'll be honest, I never knew that happened. Oh, so really? Yeah. Uh, yep. Steve I never heard Goog- of that. I was googling and. Uh, they actually Everything else the looked Steagles too easy for you. So. Yeah, it was weird. Yep. All right. Stat boy, what do you got for me? All right. So mine is a little bit easier than those. Uh, That's all but right, bud. That's all right. You got, you got a little struggle with college, so I'm going to bring some college knowledge oh, in here. No. What college <laughs> did Nick Foles go to? Oh, I think I, oh, I know this, this. Although I'm not 100%. I know it's the state of Arizona. It's either Arizona State or Arizona. So... Give me a second here. I promise I'm not looking up. I'm just going to guess. I want to say it's the University of Arizona. Ding, ding, ding. That's correct. Well done. The Wildcats, baby. Big Nick, Nick. Uh, Sweet. Ned, that was a stat boy. That was a really good question because you do know my weakness, you bastard. (laughs) (laughs) I knew I had to come up with something. You know, I don't know many. I I know Carson Wentz was like North Dakota State, and I know Donovan was from Syracuse. I bet you that there's not many more Eagles that I know their college, but I did know I did know Foles. I mean, I couldn't tell you Westbrook or Stu Staley or LaShawn McCoy. I can tell you some current guys I know. You know Westbrook. Huh? Westbrook. Oh, uh, was Westbrook Villanova? It was. Yep. Yes. And then and then Shady was uh, Pittsburgh. Yep. No, did and not know that. what was the other name? Stu Staley. I don't know that one. Yeah. Um. I'm going to say South Carolina. Stat Boy, hook me up. Stat Boy, Deuce, that's D-E-U-C-E, I think, Staley. 
S D A. It's just D U C. Okay. Um, yeah, I really don't know very good college, but I do know some. You know, Devonte Smith and uh, DeAndre Swift, and a bunch of the Eagles D are all from Georgia. So, um, but I'm really well. Devonte's Alabama. I'm sorry. Why did I? Yeah, that's right. I did know that he won the Heisman at Alabama. I was just thinking the best college football team. So I, I just kind of grouped them together. Um, he is Alabama. Good job. Keep me honest, shoot dog. Okay. So that brings us to worst bets. And we got a final, final. Let's go over this quick. Oh, oh yeah. I wanted to hear that groan. <laughs> oh, Soup so close. A bad beat. And really the, 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 bad oh, yeah? beat, the bad wasn't necessarily that, it was a bad beat for him, but him and I both would have lost had Penn State not punched that final, that final uh, meaningless touchdown at the end of the game. Did you see that? What that happened, shoot? Say it again. I, I'm not okay. sure what you mean. So Penn State was playing West Virginia, and and Iza and me both had a lot of pod units on that match. I had just Penn State minus twenty and a half. Okay. That's it. A straight 200, 200 unit bet. He had 500 units parlayed with Penn State minus the points. So the same bet as me, but he parlayed the under. And as soon as West Virginia scored late, Penn State was up by like 24, but then West Virginia scored late with about, I want to say like a minute and a half or two minutes left. And it and it fucked his um, it, it fucked his spread. It fucked both of our spreads. All of a sudden, Penn State was only winning by sixteen, and the spread was twenty and a half. So it looked like we were both going to lose. Okay, now is it was done because it, there's no way Penn State could cover the spread and keep it under anyhow, because Penn State now needed to score more points to cover his spread, but that would have put the game into the over. And so he would have lost either way, right? So he was essentially eliminated right when West Virginia scored. But I still had a chance if for some friggin' reason James Franklin and Penn State went out on the field with less than two minutes to go and went down the field, then, uh, you know, Penn State could score a meaningless touchdown and cover my spread. Well, sure enough, West Virginia, they're down like 16. They kick an onside kick, which is unsuccessful. And so Penn State gets it at like, positive yardage plus field yardage they're like the 46 going in and i'm like oh maybe they'll do something here sure enough franklin sends out the backup unit but they are running plays they're not just kneeling they could have just kneeled right from the get-go and they make their way in they, they even go for it on fourth down and make it and now they're inside the five and there's seven seconds left <laughs> they're running the clock down and they literally it's a first and goal and they could just they could just sit on the ball, but they decide to run a play, and the quarterback keeps it and goes in for a rumbling, stumbling, bumbling touchdown, which covers the spread. It was the greatest thing ever. Now there's speculation that Penn State was mad that when West Virginia scored and they went for two, they did a silly Kansas City Chiefs huddle where they were doing ring around the rosy. I'm sure you could I'm sure you could look this up, Shoop. Um, and they scored on their ring around the rosy Kansas City Chiefs play. And I think Penn State was like, come on, assholes, there's less than a minute and a half left, and you're going to do that. So they went down the field and scored. 
Anyway, it's a long story short, and really it's for naught because I came in second place. Let's go over the let's go over the leaderboard. Mr. Jones hit on two out of three of his Premier League, but j- precisely correctly the correct way because his twenty dollar bet was the loser, and then he had two two hundred dollar two hundred unit bets that hit. So Mr. Jones wins the first season of worst bets with a 702 pod unit profit. So good job, Mr. Jones. Yeah. Mr. Jones. If you bet all everything that Mr. Jones uh, recommended to you, you're plus $702. So well done, Jones. Uh, Pet Shop Eddie came in second with 350. Jassy held on to third place, 265. Lisa Sobojan, who was a guest earlier in the podcast, uh, talked about Tour de France and, uh, you know, drew some criticism from my co-host. Um, put in a nice bet for over with the Penn State game as well. And No, actually, that's wrong. She didn't bet on Penn State. She bet on uh, a couple other colleges. Anyway, she comes in fourth at 255. And then there's a huge drop-off. Davey D at 50. Heine at 36. And then there's a reason I'm going all the way down the leaderboard here because it really gives me joy to bring the next three guys in play. Our only negative pod unit guys, two of them are my co-hosts. Let's start with Mr. Izza, who finished the season at minus 235 and change pod units. What do you have to say for yourself, Mr. Izza? I I went down fighting. <laughs> I, I I, I went down fighting this last weekend. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I could have sat on my 266 bucks. Big... Sorry, go ahead. Yep, I, I just went for it. Um, but it's season two. Yep. Let's fresh, go. Fresh, clean slate. AK had one bet this year. And for for Shoop's money, he had the line of the year. Maybe we'll do it. <laughs> Season recap. Still makes me laugh. But four hundred ninety nine and fifty cent units negative for AK. But there's still one worse. There's still one guy who has worse bets than AK. He's a proud owner of the worst bet segment. He's a he's a proud gambler. My, How's he paying the rent this month? My, my right hand man, co-host, the Shoop Dog. Are you ready for this? He finishes this season minus one thousand units. Well done, Shoop. What do you have to say for yourself? You know, I gotta say what could have been. Because if I would have hit those last two, I oh, would here be we the go. Yeah, if I, had I went from abroad. <laughs> well, I don't know. That's debatable, right? Uh, I don't know. I, I, I fuck around on these four-legged parlays. They're pipe dreams. But, um, you know, I, I rolled the dice, and I got snake eyes twice in a row. I was on tilt, and that's why I took myself out of it. I said minus a K is all I can handle. Uh, when you find yourself texting Pet Shop Eddie near 11 p.m. Central, putting money on San Jose State, it's time to pump the brakes. <laughs> pretend money at that. <laughs> yeah, pretend money. So, all right. Uh, so I, you, I, you know, that. it's kind of nice. It's it's kind of fun to lose by a thousand rather yes. than like you know close. Oh, it's, it's terrific. In fact, I'm going to keep a snapshot of that picture on our gram and maybe in my archives here. 
because we'll see if anybody ever does worse than that. But hopefully you've learned your lesson, Shoop. The slate gets cleaned off. It's a nice, clean, empty slate starting this week. We did it to coincide with NFL. We're going to maybe, you know, season two most likely will be through the Super Bowl. Um, but we're all excited to, t- to give you our worst bets for that. So let's get right into it. Um, my worst bet for this week one, I've got two. I'm keeping it nice and simple. Now, I got to be honest. In real life, I got down on this. Although, in real life, I was bolder, if that could be. I I got down on Detroit Moneyline. I actually like them to win the game tomorrow night and uh, shock the football world in week one. It happens a lot. Um, Kansas City's banged up a bit. And Detroit is a young, hungry team with something to prove. So I actually put a, a, free, a few real-life units on Detroit money line, but I'm going to play it a little safer here on the pod and I'm going to go 50 units on Detroit plus the points. Okay. So uh, 50 to win 45 on Detroit plus the plus the number. And I'm also going to take the Jags lay in the number. I think Jacksonville is a powerhouse much like is it does. And I definitely think the Colts are too young and not in the right spot. And I think last I looked, it was only five and a half. So I'm going to go Jacksonville minus the number for 50 units. So two straight point spread bets for Pet Shop Betty to start week one. What do you got? Let's start with you, Iz. I got three bets, and I I really like Jacksonville. And I saw it at minus five. Okay. But I'm going to scratch that one off. I love home teams getting points. Yeah, home I, something yeah. jumps out at me. I see a home team getting points and I jump all over it. Well, so I like the Cleveland Browns plus two and a half versus at home uh, versus Cincy. You know, and we're going to go. Well, hold on. Hold go on. ahead. Oh, well, go ahead and tell me how many units you got. But I want to, I want to um, talk more about that. So how many units? Go ahead. We're going to go 50 units on that. 50 units on the home dog. Love it. I'm going to pull up my gambling sheet is because I have a whole, a whole page, a whole sheet that talks about home dogs. And I can tell you right now what they were against the spread last year. So first of all, the Browns, if we're just on a talk, this is, this is good insight here. The Browns were only um, one time last year. Were they a home dog? Okay. I don't have exactly who it was. I just have the numbers. And not only did they cover, they won outright. So some teams get a little bit of a, when we're looking at home dogs, like not many teams get to be home dogs. So their, their numbers skewed because like the Eagles were zero times, right? They had zero um, home dog opportunities last, last year, but the Browns had one and they won outright. So now here it is. It's 71 times last year in the NFL. There were home dogs. Of those 70, uh, 71 games, 39 of them were covers. Okay, that's 54.93%. So more than half of the time, the home dog covered. And there were 25 outright wins by home dogs last, last year. So that's 35.21% of the time that the home dog just won outright. So I also love home dogs. And that's a good pick. I just wanted to bring that out for the people listening. And uh, if you want some more insight on that, 
on that gambling sheet, reach out to me. I got no problem sharing it with you. Go ahead. I'm going to put 50 units on Coach Prime because oh. like Shoop, I'm believing. They're number 22, Colorado versus Let's go. Nebraska. Can you believe they uh, popped into the AP top 25? I mean, they had, uh, <laughs> take, take football, take the X's and O's out of the equation. They just got so much hype. AP had to put them in that top 25. So Absolutely. Home, are they laying the number at home against Nebraska? Minus three. Minus three. Okay. Yep. Minus three. Another 50 units. Well, let's go 50 units. Okay. And I'm actually going to go one more college game. Uh, number 11, Texas at number three, Alabama. Okay. It's Alabama minus three and a half. Okay. So I'm going to take Alabama 50 units. All right. So Alabama minus the number as well. All right. I got it all down. Uh, Shoop Dog, are you ready? I'm ready. And you know what you do when you fail on back-to-back four-legged parlays? You just get back on that horse, baby. You bet another four-legged parlay, baby! <laughs> yes! Woo! Yes. I'm this so excited. from Thursday to Sunday. So starting tomorrow in the NFL, bum, 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 we're taking the over. <laughs> we're taking the over. And then Friday, we're taking the Kansas Jayhawks to win by three or more against the Fighting Illini. Saturday, like you, as I, I believe I take the Buffaloes to cover. And Sunday, I'm taking Baltimore to cover the 10 against Houston. 100 <laughs> units, baby. <laughs> that is a nice oh, play out of it. I, hits. I, I, I really hope it, I kind of hope so it hits. I'm going to have to just listen back to that segment. Get rich. Or die trying. I'll right, give bro. you. I'll give you again. So it's the over tomorrow in the NFL game. Yep. I think it's fifty-three points. Uh, Friday night, it's Kansas to beat Illinois by at least three. They're negative three, minus three. Minus three. I got Colorado to cover at home. Terrific. What is it? Three and a half, four and a half, and then I got Baltimore to win by ten or more. They're minus ten against Houston. Thank you for going over those again. Um, you are in. Thank you, boys. Worst bet season two. I will have my other. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Starting on season two, I'm coming in this time. Shock in the world. Stat boy, what do you got? Yep, yep. So I got three. I love my boy Lamar Jackson. So I'm also going to take him, but I got some prop bets for him. So over 214 passing yards. Love it. I'm taking the over on that. How proud are you? Your son just said prop bets. <laughs> I'm, proud. I was, I, I'm proud. I think he's going to. I think he's going to go crazy with passing, but I'm going to take the under on his rushing yard, which is fifty-two point five. Wait, are we playing Ooh. these or are these separate bets? No, no, no. These are all separate. These are all separate bets. So how many? And have? oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. For the over, I'm putting fifty. Okay. For the under, I'm putting thirty. Okay. And for my last. A bet. I'm gonna go crazy and go with AJ Brown first touchdown score in the Eagles game for 25 units. <laughs> I love you get a nice price on that, don't you? That one's fat if that hits. That's yep. a good bet. Yeah. Uh, I love it, Stat Boy. Thank you for your picks. We will get them down. We will have a leaderboard. I don't know. You know, if, if any, if if history repeats itself, people, listeners out there, you might want to look. For harder at pet shops bets than the other two guy or three guys uh, stat boys kind of a, a wild card 
But negative 235 and negative 1,000 units, boy, I don't know if these guys can trust your worst bets. You might want to see <laughs> what those guys are doing and just take the oppo. That's hurtful. <laughs> nothing is nothing. That's uh, all you got. All right. Nah, but, okay. No, what are you going to say? Let's <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. I got a quick password game and then a quick suck out for me. And you guys can uh, play off the suck outs if you'd like. So I wanted to do in, uh, in homage to NFL starting tomorrow night, NFL is king, and all NFL password. Are we ready? Let's move on. Everybody knows how to play. Let's do it. Let's go. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll shout you out. I'm going to start with Stat Boy here. Here's the first clue, Stat Boy. Marker. Yep. Uh, give me the category again. Sorry, NFL. I was football. NFL. Okay, flag, flag football. Uh, one word. I thought we all knew the word rules. Backstroke is one, by the way. <laughs> Uh, pass, pass. Okay, is it the the clue is marker down? Uh, shoot, the clue is marker penalty. Okay, uh, is a. I'm gonna start with you. Second round here. The second clue is down. Uh. Referee. All, all NFL terms. What did you say? Referee. Referee. Uh, shoop dog. Here's the clues again. Flag. Marker down. Flag is not correct, but good one. That was my first guess. Okay. Marker down. You got one more, Stat Boy? Mm. You said flag? I thought you passed. Damn. I, I said flag, but you guys are talking. It doesn't matter. Um, NFL show. First. First. Very, very, very good. All right. Third and final clue. This one was a tough one. I knew it would be tough. I'm going to start off hard. So I've got marker down, and then here's the third clue. Let's start with Shoop Dog. Move. What is this? What is snap? Incorrect. Stat Boy. Um, marker penalty down move penalty is incorrect is help me out here i know chains. you got it chains you got it is uh that's my boy marker Whoa. the down that's pretty good yeah the down would you know is like the down marker and then move the chains good job good job is all right second one quick uh first clue goes to stat boy again close Fourth. Is a replay. Is a, is on fire. Oh. Is is on fire. My 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 down my clues were close call overturn. Replay was the clue or was the password. Good work is. All right. Well done. That might be our first first clue guess. Yeah, I think it is too. All right, I got two more here. We'll see how quick this one goes. This one I think is pretty easy. We're going to start with Stapway again. The clue is group. Offense. Uh, let's give Shoop a chance. Defense. Is a? Conference. 
conference. All right, now I'm 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 confident somebody's gonna get it on this second second clue. Let's start with Stat Boy to give him a chance. Circle. Now a good huddle. password player puts the clues together. I said huddle. And you would be correct. Good work. Good password play. Nice. Good work, Stat Boy. All right, last one because it went pretty quick. Uh, let's start with uh, Shoop Dog. Deep. Uh, deep. Um, punt. Is it? Post. Stat Boy. Hail Mary. If, if is that one word? It's two. It's a guess. It's not correct. Okay. Thinking we're gonna get it on this one. Here we go. Second clue is defender. Safety. Uh, you got it, Shoop Dog. All right, that was NFL password. In is it wins in the honor of the NFL season starting tomorrow night. That leaves two things left. I got one suck out, and we got our sponsor to talk about. Um, let's start with our sponsor. I was informed that uh, our sponsor is sending you a new mic, Shoop. So look for that. I can't believe it. Yeah, look for that to show up. It's official, baby. Hangrykits.com is our sponsor once again. It's a great website and a great company that provides snacks and care packages to your loved ones. It can be one-offs like somebody in college or somebody sick in a hospital, or just I'm thinking of you kind of a gift. And they also do large bulk company orders where you can take care of your employees at a big office party extravaganza or event. So hangrykits.com, go check them out. It's awesome. Uh, I'm sure you know what hangry means. It means when you're so hungry that you get angry. I'm definitely guilty of being hangry. My wife's definitely a hangry person. And so hangrykits.com has the cure for you if you're hangry check out hangrykits.com what do you guys have to say about hangry kits well it's just a beautiful idea for those that are uh throwing a party maybe uh, around the house maybe it's a housewarming party and you've got a select group of people that you'd like to come over and and uh and see your new house or maybe a baby shower or maybe a graduation maybe a fantasy football draft whatever the occasion may be large or small hangry kits is the number to dial it is the right play to call to score look them up baby hangrykids.com so we thank them for sponsoring us and we will look forward to hearing shoop sound nice and velvety smooth in the next couple of weeks um that brings us to suck outs and then we're gonna end our episode here i got one this week it's a little harsh. I remember last week, I uh, it was a couple of weeks ago maybe, I got really hit hard when I came down on pets for people ha- that um, steal the valor of having a service animal when they, when they don't have an ailment, either physical or mental, and they just slap a service animal vest on their dog and go wherever they want. That really bugs the shit out of me. But this week's suck out for me is might, maybe even a little harsher. <laughs> And and who knows, maybe my co-hosts are guilty of this and we'll get into a big fight. But I can't stand when I'm in general proximity of somebody and they're what I call a sniffer. Okay, like they might have a slight cold or they're just who knows what, but they're always this. 
And then, and then maybe maybe thirty seconds goes by. <sighs> Man, it chaps my rear end. I I want to say something to these people. Of course, I never would. But like, blow it out, dude. Go get a tissue and blow it out. Now, my kids, God bless them. I constantly would yell at the kids when they were younger and getting sick. Ned, what did I say to you? Uh, yo, dickhead, go blow your nose. <laughs> That's not true, ma. I, but I did say, get yo, out dickhead. of your body. Stop sniffing it back into your head. Like you're never gonna get feel better if you keep sniffing yo, it dickhead. back in your brain. Uh, oh my gosh! Yeah, so it's kind of it's kind of like a personal hygiene thing, which maybe I'm I'm touching a little too much of a nerve here, but. Peeps, if you find yourself, I think I I'm, I swear people do it subconsciously. They just don't realize how horrible it sounds. But it's like that's not okay to do. Go blow your fucking nose. That's all I got. It's a good yeah. one. Yeah, it is right. a good one. It's a hygiene issue. It's a pet peeve, if you will. Yeah. Blow your fucking nose. Thank you. Here yeah, you. on your service dog, <laughs> fake service dog jacket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, just group them all together. They're all the same kind of person. Never put the cart back in the grocery Coexist store. Coexist bumper sticker. Stay on stay on topic. You gotta suck out Shoop. I gotta suck out, all Go right? Ahead, I'm sick and tired of these tip lines being on receipts that don't deserve them. Like I go Ooh, pick up my dry one. cleaning yeah. and there's a goddamn tip line. Yeah. Like, no, I'm not tipping you. Or if you buy a beer at a game now, everything is cashless and there's a tip line for everything. Yeah. And not only is there a tip line, a lot of them are starting at 20%. And it's like, you son of a bitch, you're putting me on the spot. You're trying to see if I'm a cheap son of a bitch. Yeah. And there's many others. And it then is. how about this? What about when there's not a tip line? When like you go to like a Starbucks They'll take cash tips, but like there's no credit card like line for right. tips. So I'm just seeing a really odd placement of tip lines and services that don't warrant a tip. Yeah, because I, I got to tell you, I'd like to I'd like to tip the lady that takes my coffee order at McDonald's yeah, every say, damn I, morning. I don't drink coffee, but I, I think I'd be more inclined to tip someone who makes my coffee than you know gets me a draft beer out of a tap. You know. I, I was thinking of this the other day because uh, we were away for the weekend, so our dog was at boarding. And when I cash out at the boarding place, there's when you run your card, they ask for a tip. Mm. And I'm like, there's 47 people working here. So yeah. if I leave 12 bucks, they're each going to get 42 cents. Yeah. I just didn't. I, and you feel the pressure. But then on top of that, there's the places that, hey, can you make a donation as you're cashing out? Yeah. Now, a lot of my purchases are on my business card, so I don't round up because I need a receipt that says what I bought. Yeah. So then I look like an idiot because I can't donate my round up my seventeen cents <laughs> well, lots to of the thing. I have to. Yeah. I have to hit. I have to hit no. And then they look at you like, "Hey, you can't yeah. donate seventeen cents to the music program at the <laughs> local school." No, I can't. What is it? Yeah, they're coming up with crazy shit on, do you want to round up? It's like, would you like to round up for uh, hypoglossemic um, uh, orphans? I don't know. Like, <laughs> no, I don't want to fucking round up. I'm mad I had to pay what I paid anyway. Oh, man, I'm going to hear from hypoglossemic orphanage. Round up. <laughs> <laughs> 
listen, <laughs> you know, let's let's put a cap on this. If you if you perform a service for me, I have no problem tipping for you. If you don't, then yeah, I, I'm I'm inclined not to as well. I'm with you, Shoop. It's it's annoying that we've just kind of become this society where just you know everybody's got their hand out and they're just expected to give you money because you're spending money somewhere it's just really ridiculous uh is do you have one no we're good okay uh not yeah no i got a splinter today that kind of sucked but no (laughs) oh splinters that doesn't doesn't qualify as a suck out we'll catch you next week how about stat boy anything I got nothing. Okay. Well, that brings us to the end of episode 33. It is the beginning of season two. Look for us on Instagram. Listen to us when you're on the potty. Tell a friend about us. Um, We're getting logos. I'm going to get business cards and start handing them out to people. I'm getting a lot of people that are telling me they're listening. So we're getting popular, boys. Um, Have fun this week, and let's go, birds. And we will talk next week and see how our best bets did. And how our teams did, obviously, in fantasy football as well as real life NFL. So, you have something to play us out, Shoop Dog? From Stat Boy is in Pet Shop, I'm your boy, Shoop Dog. We look forward to seeing you next Wednesday. Whoop, whoop. I got cold. 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 Cold.